Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh. My name is Mike. My name is Stan. Welcome to our E3 2017 prediction pod. Oh shit! No, sorry. This this is a this is our Mighty Number no. Nine apology podcast where we talk about how we were wrong, uh, how Kickstarter did everything correctly. Do we have a pre-show um, where he's beautiful? Just, yeah, just, I mean, where just the, a, where the hell are you? It's really just this? a masterpiece and just a. Oh, it's just it's Kickstarter has finally just oh, rebooting a franchise like it's. They really put. They really came through. Game of the Year contender easily. Bingo. So over more like Overwatch, am I right? The, the game is supposedly <laughs> extremely mediocre. Full disclosure: none of us have played it, or probably have intention to. No, I've I've watched a hey, watched you. a lot of video, a lot of people playing count. it. It doesn't, cause but you know what? I'm not gonna give them money. Damn. As much as I love. Magic Damn. Magic. Hey, you. Uh, too many to this people podcast. I respect have said stay away. Okay, that's fair. I mean, you actually, I don't know that I've heard a positive thing about it, except like the mechanics are kind of good if they're let down by everything else. But we're here Let's to talk. It. It. This is an actual unscripted gaming podcast. We're actually going to talk about how Mighty Number no. Nine has come out, and it's not exactly it's the meh heard around the world. Um, three years, to put it, three million dollars. Lots of delays, and this is the game we come up with. We should talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, though, before we... Because this is a nice segue into... Well, okay, let's just real quickly talk about this. Like, I mean, my soapbox point about this is don't let weird, mediocre... Like, mediocre Kickstarter games that are coming out on too many platforms or, you know, just, just end up kind of disappointing. Don't let that discourage you from backing really cool, unique um, Kickstarter projects, or things like Undertale or FTL. Uh, there's some, there's some good stuff out there. Hyperlight Drifter. Exactly. There's some good, there's some decent good things out there on Kickstarter, we promise. Oh yeah, like, Undertale is Super one of my hot. favorite games ever made. Super hot, exactly. Super hot, yeah. I mean, there are, there are plenty, there, there are enough And I love Delete good things. Loved it. Yeah, there's enough good things that have come out of Kickstarter to just not just write the whole thing off. I mean, again, I still have no plans to kickstart any project anytime soon, but for those who are thinking about it, like... Don't be it's afraid. Still, it's, yeah. I mean, temper I your just, expectations. If a developer is trying to too. promise you the world, you might have a star citizen on your hands. And no one yeah, wants to when, have a star when, citizen like, on their hands. When, like, the, it also when, sounds like the guy who the guy who ran that Kickstarter has just had his hands in way too many other projects to really have focused on Mighty Number no. Nine in the way that he probably should have, and given that the attention that it really needed. Okay, Jane, the mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, it just sounds like him and. A, and a, I, there was another name that's been floating around in other projects, but like they've just been Concept? they've been involved in a lot of other stuff. Yeah, they also are making that game Recore, and they're making the game Red Ash. Uh, yeah. so, so and the Mighty Number no. Nine anime, Don't and the Mighty Number no. Nine anime, oh, and I the forgot about the Mighty Number no. Nine anime, and the Red Ash anime, which was also part of a Kickstarter, and the Red Ash game, which was part of a Kickstarter, all in the game Recore, which was not part of a Kickstarter, but that's supposed to be their like double A or single A title that'll come out all before 
Mighty Number no. 9 released. So people are asking Comstock, yo, dude, what's going on, man? We gave you money. <laughs> what's yeah. what's going on and here? Also, the Xbox 360 version did get delayed as well. It's not. It did not yeah, launch just, with the rest of the games. It just. I I just it's, get sad when I see. I mean, things just go wrong left and right with this, and people kind of yeah. make the jump that oh, this is a Kickstarter game. Duh. It's like maybe not. Well, but my my real problem with it is that they've had every opportunity to do something about it and it just seems like they really haven't yeah they kind of updated the artwork um but i and i mean i just don't feel like they really put the work that they needed to into it with especially with all the extra time they took and they just have a weird attitude kind of talking about the game i mean i remember someone i saw recently uh someone was quoted as asking them about you know hey you're getting like fives and sixes across the board how do you feel about that and one of the developers on the game was like, it's better than nothing, which is, like, what? Funny you should mention that. That's why I mentioned it. who said, it's better than nothing, Michael. Who? Is it one of our favorite brands? It is one of our favorite brands. A one, Mr. Sonic T. Hedgehog. Wait. No. Oh, no. no you that's just not one of that. my favorite oh, brands. Fuck. That's, no. That's not. The, oh, I, my. You know what? That's no, hold not on, my stop. favorite. Oh, no. That was funny. Oh, boy. Sonic T. Hedgehog. I, you know, I've actually never okay, heard of that. Okay, so when we have a group chat where we, like, full disclosure, we, we have a group chat where we keep track of, like, news stories and, like, oh, we should maybe talk about this. And when we saw this happen, stop the presses. Like, we went out and bought newspaper presses just so we could stop them, <laughs> just to make sure we could talk about this. Because, like, of all the... Of all the f- and well, you see the worst part. It wasn't even that like Sonic the Hedgehog was like, "Congrats on the release." You know, it's better than nothing. And then tweeted this like, it wasn't even said that. It's that they posted like this fucking snarky ass like, "You're too slow," like kind of pick with his with, with his hit, like arms outstretched, kind of like in a shrugging fashion. He's just like, "It's better." Than nothing. So have you, you been have no place to talk, Sonic? Oh my god! Have you guys <laughs> been following so Sonic the Hedgehog's uh, Twitter? <laughs> And I don't even care. <laughs> his no, Twitter's his I? that Twitter, uh, whoever's running it, they have full permission. They've been that way since about for about three years now. And it's because the person running it, they're just taking a piss out of everything because they know what position Sonic's in. There's no hiding it. So they just fully embrace it. <laughs> and it is one of the best Twitters to honestly follow, because it's just raw honesty of just making fun of himself. Yep, I mean, honestly, and, and if you can, go and just follow this specific thread, but the, the whole Twitter is pretty great. Uh, there, there's somebody who rendered up a, uh, a 3DS box art called Sonic in the Glass House. Oh! <laughs> um, a a one, some. Mr. Dave Lang of Iron Galaxy <laughs> took a Google image, uh, took a screenshot of a Google search of Sonic the Hedgehog poor sales, and the first, you know, 10 results are just about Sonic Boom and... Sonic not doing oh well, and it's just... <laughs> and it's all recent. It's all, like, yep. within the past week. <laughs> so, Top you know bands. Sonic has them. You don't yeah, fucking live with you it. Know what? Like, I, what the what, fuck? What, what's it gonna do? Is it gonna... I mean, is it gonna irreparably damage the Sonic band? Oh, that... No, that's... No, the fact that Sonic done. has one eye irreparably damages the Sonic brand, because it's fucking <laughs> weird. Okay? <laughs> He has one eye. 
<laughs> he does have one eye. It's like a goggle. Stay woke, people. Stay woke. Stay woke. <laughs> He's a cyclops. Um, I got breaking news that I just ran into. So our, up, up. Is it, is it a, coming it, across the news desk? Is it breaking, breaking so, is, it, uh, is it breaking Sonic news? So, so we were just talking about Kickstarter, and we were just talking about Star Citizen. So I decided, how's Star Citizen doing? They just is the changed. Garden coming back? <laughs> By the way, the game still isn't out, because of course Star Citizen isn't out. Uh, Star Citizen just changed their refund request provision in their uh, backer program. It used to be you could get a refund on Star Citizen if they missed their release date by more than 18 months. You could just like say, yeah, just give me my money back. They have changed their provisions to where that has been fully removed. So you can't request a refund for backing the project now. I'm, I mean... Well, it's okay. I mean, they brought in a billion dollars anyway, didn't they? So, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that project is getting shadier and shadier as the days go on. Well, I tell you what. There's nothing that instills more confidence in me than folks who say you can't get your money back when we don't do the thing we're saying we're going to do. Trust, honesty, um, just just care for the project at hand or some of the concepts that come to mind when I hear this situation right now. So here are the exact words so we can be fair <clears throat> in the discussion and of this. Yep. No, no. Oh, God, we're going to get taken down. I'm sorry. Yep. RSI, that's Robert Space Industries, in case you didn't know, agrees to use its faith, good faith business efforts to deliver to you the pledge oh, yeah. items and the game on or before the estimated delivery date communicated to you on sure. the website. However, okay, sure. you acknowledge and agree that the mm -hmm. delivery date as such is not a firm promise and may be extended oh. by RSI since unforeseen oh. events may extend the development oh. and or production time. Accordingly, you agree that any unearned portion of your pledge shall not be refundable until and unless RSI has ceased development and failed to deliver the, irre the relevant pledge items and or the game to you. So it used to it used to read, accordingly you agree to any... This is what it used to read, full disclosure. Accordingly, you agree that any unearned portion of your pledge shall not be refundable until and unless RSI has failed to deliver the relevant pledge items and or game to you within 18 months after the delivery date. So yesterday they snuck in and just said, um, you're just not getting your money back. Unless we actually stop development on the game, which that is a nebulous term in and of itself. Because how long was Duke Nukem Forever in development? Yeah, the game could technically be in development for quite a while. Yeah, so that is that is shady. pretty well up to Duke them. Nukem Forever was like I think there were cave drawings of the development <laughs> uh, process. And, uh, it was some early literally the in development old Duke for fifty-three of years. Nukem. <laughs> yeah, so the um, Duke so, of Nukem. Star Citizen's never coming out. I'm just gonna bold prediction right here on the podcast from Josh. Mark the date. Ooh. Star Citizen spicy, spicy take incoming. Oh, as, as much as people like the shit on Elite Dangerous for not being as advanced as Star Citizen can be, it's also you can, you can play Elite Dangerous right now. <laughs> They're gonna release a sequel soon too. Uh, they they released a lot of updates. You can now go planet side. You can now get you know vehicles onto the planets. You could build your own space stations onto the planets. You could build capital ships. Meanwhile, Star Citizen is removing your ability to get your money back. 
Because the game's but not... But you can still buy ships in a game that you'll play eventually. So oh, yeah, those that. ships aren't cheap either. I mean, like, real-world money, some of them are $300, $400, You know what I think the Star Citizen team should do to really get this on track? They just really need to think to themselves and just... What would Sonic say? I mean... Sonic it's better just, than nothing. I mean, I mean, Sonic T Hedgehog would just put him on honestly, blast. Honestly, no, 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 <laughs> no. What they need to do is I do WWE not. I do AKD. not like this. What would Hideo Kojima do? Ooh, ooh. He would walk faster than the lighting platform behind him. Yes, he would. <laughs> because Hideo Kojima is faster than light. He would oh. take a blank check and take a really long time to make the game. So you know, they're already doing that. I guess so. Good on, good on them. Wait, wait, hold on. Are you? Did you hear something about Death Stranding? I haven't heard. No. No, I was talking Not about really. Star Citizen. Oh, uh, yeah, taking, yeah. Taking one page out of the Hideo Kojima yeah. rule of game development: get a blank check and take as long as you want. Okay. All right. I can't have you knock I'll my man it. Kojima like that. Uh, hey, hey! I love Kojima as much as anybody, but you know, you have to admit sometimes. The man takes a while and spends a lot of money. I will Thanks. say, the Phantom Pain is yes. not what it could have been. The ge- and that game took a long time and cost a lot of money. Yes, yes it did. I'm, I'm kind of with Konami on some of the points where like, what are you doing? <laughs> Seriously, we can make PES for like $20 and make 20 mil on it and then, you know, throw out some pachinko machines. What do you do? No, I was talking about like repetitive mission structure and Phantom Pain, but you're just being a but, dick. Uh, but uh, <laughs> oh my god, I want to. Deep breath. Load. Deep breath. It's okay. Ah. Go play Ground Zeroes, Mike. Fox Engine. I will. Okay. Fox Engine, <laughs> MGS3. Which mission? Should I listen to all the tapes again? Okay, easy, done. Yep. All right, let's move forward. All right. Um, real quick, just wanted to touch on uh, Destructoid has banned, disbanded its UK team. Um, in other news, Destructoid is still a platform <laughs> that does things. Hey. Who knew? Had no idea. When did this Look at happen? the banter on this one. You're approaching Sonic the Hedgehog territory, Josh. You better be careful. I'm gonna start. The, I'm gonna start I'm asking you why I don't I have today. my Chow Garden back. I started. I started keep that with up. the banter. I'm keeping it going. And it just keeps going all day long. No, but seriously, like, where's my Chow Garden? I, w- I want it. Give yeah. it to me. Speaking of, like, now. video game uh, journalists disbanding, when's to- Kotaku going to disband? Because Gawker got effing rocked by Hulkamania. Did, did we talk about that in any podcast? Was Ether not really. Hot and heavy? Um, so, I think that they... All the, all the subsidiaries will be fine on. because they're separately owned and other entities so they're they're not i think they're separately owned now now that they fought uh gawker filed for bankruptcy i mean there's going to be a lot of restructure there's going to be some restructuring but i don't think that there's going to be a full-on shutdown as far as we know i don't know so. i think zip media is going to buy them um, a couple other a uh, couple of their other properties are still are going to be okay so patrick needs to go to- back to giant bombs go back to a reputable journalism site of like hey, youtube I, I like kotaku, Fuck I, mean, kotaku. Know, I go there for i go there for articles for the the show every so often click the ass site stan stan we're gonna stay grounded here uh-huh kotaku is more popular stan. than us I'm i mean just putting that out there God, and you know what duh. stan stan i'm just putting that out there here's the big they're secret. doing something right all of the internet is clickbait 
I will disagree with that. I will happily disagree with that. What would Sonic think? I'm gonna follow that account right now, actually. Why don't I? Why haven't I done this? Oh, you, you should. podcasters disagree on the state of the internet. You won't believe you what see, happens. I, and I know this is all just like some fucking like stealth ninja marketing because they just did that Sonic Humble Bundle, and I looked at it and I was like, oh wait, this actually isn't like the worst bundle I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm such a sucker. That, Damn it. That banter kind of reminds you about what you love about Sonic. You know, he's like, hey. hey. You were too slow, and you're like, oh my god, god. Go wait, what, okay, I, I know, I, I'm a hail corporate, whatever, announcing big, big's big fishing adventure 3, like, big the cat, like, are, as a real fishing game, like, oh my god, I think I'm, like, the only person on the planet who, like, is legit, you know, wait, no, I'm not as excited about that, that's stupid, oh my god. I'm having a weird moment here, guys. We should talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, let's move forward. Please, save me. Um, yeah, so... Interesting. Hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and tweet at them, where's the chow You didn't give me anything to, like, do a shitty, uh, shitty transition. Oh, with, thank so. goodness. The Clash of Clans developer has sold to Tencent for 10 billion with a B dollars. Just let that sink in for a minute. Man. Ten billion I heard eight. Am I incorrect? Dollars. I mean I heard it was eight billion. Eight eight ten, I mean god. Eight to ten point, billion. You know, you're right, at that point you're just mincing numbers with so many I mean, zeros behind like, it. <laughs> I mean I like There's I wanna jump into like the business analysis here, but like that blows my mind. I mean, because they're like a game, I mean, they're a game studio. I mean, like, it just blows my mind that someone bought, like, the, oh, a couple of years ago, like, the, the NBA team, the Clippers, got purchased for $2 billion. And I was like, wow, that's like, okay, I guess, like, kid, you know, yeah. they're in LA, like, I don't know, TV stuff. Yeah, YouTube. okay, that kind of that kind of adds here's up. A, like, here's a little comparison, granted, this was years ago, but YouTube was acquired by Google. For one point six billion dollars, man, and that's like, and that's crazy. I mean, now like, I, I sidebar. I remember when people kind of lampooned them for that, but like, I mean, now like that's, I mean, YouTube is like the second most used search engine on the internet before Google. Like, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, so when I when I think about like. So I, I think about like an NBA franchise. I'm like, okay, I get the how that adds up to like two billion. So when I see like these, like, I mean these, like a conglomerate like Tencent, I mean, I mean they've been buying up shares into, you know, all sorts of different industries. Like you know, I mean, they're big in China. They've been buying a lot of online games. They're involved with Blizzard. They own I see them, Riot. Yeah, ex they own all of Riot. Period. Like League of Legends. Like come yeah. on. So. And then, and this, like, 8 billion is just, like, that is just an a staggering figure. I mean, that just, that, I just have a hard time just wrapping my head around just how much money that I, actually is. Like, I that's think they own insane. King also, and King makes Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. I'd have to double-check that. Yes. I'll double-check that right now, actually. I think so. They also, don't they run, uh, they run WeChat, which is, like, the big thing. Yeah in asia um you know they've got 
They've got their hands in a lot of pots. Yeah. And they've just got they've really just added one more. I think yep. you know they something like there's a hundred million people who play daily those games uh between clash um oh i was wrong uh clash of clans clash royale uh activision owns kin i misspoke but activision that's right but uh with the acquisition of supercell it many analysts are saying that with that much of a player population and that much money in the industry that they own they own relatively 13 percent of the gaming business which makes tencent effectively the largest video game company in the world right now. And that's ridiculous. And I mean, and and not to like, I mean, obviously, I have no clue about any of this, but like, I mean, as someone, I mean, I really, I get like Zing. I remember the first big like kind of like, oh, we're hitting the gaming bubble kind of purchase was like, uh, Zynga getting purchased by EA, if I'm correct, off the top of my head. Um, let me double check that here. Um, but yeah, like, in terms of just the, um, I mean, it's, like, King has, or, um, uh, Supercell has been on, like, a, a run here. I mean, they did, like, just not that long ago, they put out Clash Royale, and I mean, that's just, I mean, it's done gangbusters, and it's, I guess, like, on the other hand, it's actually, like, also a pretty fun game as someone who played a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, so it's kind of, it's when I see things like this, it's, it's like, I mean, that has to be like a crazy feeling, like knowing that your studio is getting like bought publicly for about $8 billion. Like that's, I mean, congratulations to those developers. Like that's incredible. The 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 guys who started Supercell going to get paid. They're going to get paid real good. And I mean, and it's also, I guess, kind of going back to Zynga, I mean, I know I'm no business analyst, but to me, that's the, with how Supercell, with Supercell's track record, um, in terms of, you know, making games that are, I guess, on the one hand, actually, like, enjoyable, versus just, like, you know, clicking simulators, mm-hmm. um, it I mean, seems like a much more it seems like a much more sustainable purchase than like something like Zynga where it's, it's only a matter of time. Like Clash Royale is a really different game from a lot of their other products. Um, I mean, and they've actually I mean, there's definitely a, they rely very heavily on the freemium kind of elements of it, but it's also a game that I think you can get a lot of jo- enjoyment out of without even spending a dime on it. So. I mean, uh, I it just seems I like saw Clash of Clans after three days and never went back. I'm surprised you gave it as long as you did. You should try Clash Royale. Cl- really Clash Royale, that, that's what I meant. Uh, Clash, it's, Clash it, Pimpling, uh, it feels so too. good. There's nothing more. There's nothing more that I live for than beating someone three zero and just sending them a laughing king. Oh, so you're over that and dick. Over. I'm that. Yes, I am. Oh, don't. Be hey, that dick. maybe you shouldn't have lost three zero on your bus ride or something. Or oh, whatever. don't I mean, be that dick. Too oh. late. I'm sorry. You you are killing guess my, the class well, royal I guess community. My point, I guess my point is that um, it this just seems like the kind of you know mega billion dollar purchase that at least on the surface feels a lot more sustainable to me. 
just because, I mean, the daily revenue for Supercell games is like, I mean, it's off the charts. Uh, they're they're in like, they have like three or four of the top six or seven games on the iTunes, on iTunes in terms of the, their revenue, like yeah. every single day. Though I will say, and, and this is something I was kind of looking into recently, um, to kind of offset that is that they don't have they have a lot of revenue but here's the thing with them is they spend so much of that on user acquisition mm-hmm. putting out advertising and trying yeah. to get those new players to get themselves to the top so like oh they bleed players like no one else yeah and they 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 they're not necessarily like yeah they're bringing in bajillions of dollars a day but they're also spending but having ads with like James Corden and Christopher and Christoph Waltz are not cheap. Yeah, and the, you know their whole thing is trying to get those next people in. So, I mean, their thinking is like it, there are there are like three point five billion people in the world able to play our game. Let's get them all in here once and get them all to spend one to more dollars. And that's their like idea behind their game design. And I respect it because clearly financially it works, but. You know, they have and to I create like, a new game every two years to maintain that staying power. Here's uh, here's my thing with it: is it's working right now. Yeah, I am very interested to see if this model is sustainable, even for the big guys. Because honestly, I don't know if it is. Um, and I, I I'm I'm very you know. Prove me wrong, but I'm I'm very interested to see. And I think what, that's what happens, a... how how this whole like economy of user acquisition. Because honestly, most of the time when it, I mean, the you're really acquiring users. You're not really necessarily acquiring the property. Yes, you are, but like the bigger thing is you're acquiring those people, that data, that possible income source, and. W- is that model sustainable to spend, you know, so much on that user acquisition to make a dollar off one player maybe yeah. sometime? Like, and I think that's I get to to go on to kind of supplement that point, Josh. I mean, with Supercell's, I mean, at least in my experience with Clash Royale, in terms of just the pricing of that game, it feels like it's definitely a lot more targeted to, I mean, to like the whales of the the free like the free to play market. I hate that because it's really it's do. very. It's very... I, I'm sorry, Stan. I did not mean to use a bad word. No, no, it, um, it's fine. It's fine. It's just like an aside. I really it, hate it that just, word. I think they make it, it... It's very clear that spending like a dollar on the game isn't going to really do a lot for you. And you, it, they just make it... It's pretty obvious to you that like, mm-hmm. oh, in by the end of tomorrow, I'm going to be back where I was if I didn't spend this dollar. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely like... At least Clash Royale, but I don't have a, a lot of experience with Supercell's other games, but it's definitely geared towards a much more high-end user. Um, so it's, um, again, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, like how? I mean, how do you make sure do you keep those guys on your game versus like jumping to the next? jumping to the next big one that really captures a lot of attention. I can tell you a little bit of a game industry secret about that. There is one game which will remain nameless, but uh, one of my friends in the industry was telling me about this. There was a person in this game that was spending, on the regular, 50 
thousand dollars a month, and this person uh, had their own uh, customer support agent, their own manager, their own pipeline. Mm -hmm. So if this person had any problems, uh, all they had to do was call this specific phone number, and their own like dedicated customer support agent and manager took care of any problem that they had. So there like are the ultra high roller. Oh, oh, just fifty grand a month. That's someone's salary every single month, just being yeah. constantly pumped in. Uh, there are, uh, if you, there are many different game industries, uh, game companies in the industry that have a specific sort of algorithm that detect how much or how likely you are to spend money in the game, and you may or may not get like a white glove service or something like that. Um, I can't say which ones. I don't know off the top of my head which ones, but Gama Sutra has plenty of articles on some that do that. So look that up if you're curious. And that, that's... $600,000 a year. Yeah. Sorry, I had to do the math. <laughs> it's just 50 times 12. $50,000 a month is $600,000 a year. Yes. Think of all the mighty number nines you could fund. Oh my god. <laughs> Still not enough to, still not enough to fund uh, <laughs> stars to the a good one. Shenmue, Shenmue, you could have put Shen, you Shenmue could have used that point six. Yeah, could have. Remember, he threatened like, "Hey, the game won't be as good unless we like triple our goal." I can't believe he made that quote unquote non threat. Well, one day we're going to talk about Shenmue once we see more footage of it. Yeah, well, let's talk about this. Yeah. Where was Shenmue at E3? I'm sorry, a game that broke the servers for Kickstarter, it was funded so fast. I expect to hear a little bit of news in the daily about that. Yeah, I was... They I was. They haven't got the fig page ready yet. Shut the so fuck up, Charles! I'm oh, sick boy. of your shit! Oh, there it is. Blah, blah, Sam, blah, when blah, you're blah. editing, just go ahead and insert your air horns here. Thank you. You, you got it. Uh, <laughs> um... But, yeah, I mean, that was kind of curious. Like, I was, like, I was really surprised to not even see, like, a little, just a little, to for them to not really show that off. And for Hideo Kojima to have something ready for E3, considering he's been at Sony for, We're what, still, like, he had, like, a, a two-minute video. On That's all they had to say. I mean, yeah, it's it's strange. So we'll have to keep an eye on that here, but... I guess, you know, one other kind of thing we wanted to talk about here, you know, with like Tencent like, being such a big conglomerate player in the field. I mean, we, we've kind of mentioned this before, but like uh, how Vivendi is actively trying to actively acquiring um, or working to acquire Ubisoft. And yeah. just recently they made another uh, large gain in that. And I think they're about up to 20%. 20.1% stake in Ubisoft. So that is one fifth of their company. They are they were they're already on the board of director directors, but now they're they're inching closer to full ownership. And I don't think Ubisoft is in the position to stop this. And if I if I understand correctly, I think when they get to about 30% ownership, they have to um, propose like they have to as a formality they have to propose a. You know, a plan to purchase a lot of the uh, the other available the re stock, the rem remaining stock available. Yeah. Yes, so. and then that could either be accepted or denied. But honestly, at when you get to thirty percent shareholding, I mean, you have just so much. You you decide every in terms of your voting power. 
I mean, you decide everything. I mean, because yeah. not all it's, the other. It's highly unlikely that any other player on that board has as much power or weight as you do. Exactly. So, like, even you know, at a glance, it seems strange that for them to you know, oh, but they don't have fifty fifty point one percent. Like, how do they have like the majority or or like the, how are they the major player? But I think they already it, have the majority. It's, no, I mean exactly. It's like they have. I mean, they have twenty percent. 20.1%, they're probably going to get to that 30%. Yeah. And at that point, that they can, they, people will vote with them when they make a decision. And it, and for any sort of operation to keep them off or to keep their, to make their decisions and votes like null and void, that involves coordinating every single other shareholder to vote specifically against them, which just doesn't happen. So. I mean that thirty percent just be, is again. It's just it's really interesting just just to see this happen. But I guess the real question I have is for you guys. I mean, is like, um, and just in generals. I mean, what does this mean going forward? Like, does this change how Ubisoft is going to operate? I mean, is let's this... be honest. Ubisoft should have changed the way they operated four maybe five years ago because. You know, some of the writing has just been on the wall. Like, what is your company doing? Can you, like, the on-disc DRM that stops the legitimate player from playing the game and them saying, no, this works, then them canceling it, and then them moving the servers without telling people that it's going to affect the DRM so only the pirates can legitimately play the game. Um, the, the Assassin's Creed Unity fiasco. I, I think we've burned that mm -hmm. into the ground. We don't need to talk anymore about it. Uh, the whole Watch Dogs thing, again, talked into the ground. It, it's just game after game after game of just nonsense. And it, it, it's, it becomes a question that, oh, let's not also forget, Beyond Good and Evil 2. The, I have played Beyond Good and Evil. Good game. There's a giant demand for Beyond Good and it's Evil 2. It's a great 2, game. But they keep make, putting that game up for ransom. Um, they're like, yeah, if Rayman Origins sells pretty well, by the way, we're going to release Rayman Origins the same day as the next Call of Duty and Halo Chief, uh, uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection. But Rayman Origins for 60 bucks, we're going to need that to do just really, really well. Otherwise, we might not release Beyond Good and Evil 2. Why? Why are you doing that? Let, let Michael Incel make this game, but whatever. It, it comes down to they're not respecting the... They're not respecting what the consumer wants. They haven't respected what the consumer wanted for a while, because the consumer doesn't really want an Assassin's Creed game every year. You, you think yeah, they do, but they don't. You, you've turned it into Call of Duty, and they did that purposely. It's it's well that well they did until they hit like a market's kind of saturation with that. Um, and but here's it, my question: Is Vivendi the company that's going to turn that attitude around? Are they a consumer-focused enough company to really push Ubisoft to do those things? I mean, here's the exactly. I don't know perverse. enough about Vivendi, but I'm not so sure. Like, it seems a lot like like Vivendi would be much more aimed towards generating quick, short-term kind of profit from Ubisoft. Which, I mean, here's my perverse theory that, that's, about that's, that. That's what all this this really boils down to. Is just, I mean, you know, if slash when. 
Vivendi becomes, you know, the controlling decide or owner of Ubisoft. I mean, how much is Ubisoft as we know it now? I mean, how much does that change? I mean, or does it really change? Does it change a lot? Like, is that's what's going to be? I mean, it's... I think Vivendi is hate buying Ubisoft because they kind of hate bought GameLoft. I'm serious. They, they're I'm sorry, Vivendi is owned by just... this incredibly rich <clears throat> person that's just like you know what? Fuck your company. Fuck everything about your company. I will own your company and burn it just to watch your reaction. And I, yeah. that my so perverse theory like... is that that's what they're doing to Ubisoft, and that's why Ubisoft is just freaking scared. Of them getting bought. And it's like, again, like, not that I'm like a corporate strategist or anything. I don't, th at least in my understanding, I don't think there's like some poison pill kind of sitting there that's holding off on some sort of buyout. Um, but is there anything Ubisoft can do to really, like, pr I mean, to stave this off? I mean, even if Watch Dogs 2, I mean, comes out, great game, people love it. Five million copies in two weeks, or something crazy like that. Um, I mean, does that really move the needle? Can, like, does that we also does that hold? Does that stop Vivendi from doing this? It's like, and and is you know when Vivendi becomes the the major the the majority holder, I mean, when they see those kinds of sales figures, is that something they just flush down the toilet? Can like, we talk about how, how does, much good faith Ubisoft has lost from the public in the past couple of years? Especially the with thing. what they've done with the Tom Clancy name. I mean, they've taken this this great man's name that used to write just very detailed uh, military novels or military-esque novels and just said, yeah, The Division. I don't even know what Tom Clancy means anymore. And uh, I think that's probably... I guess at the end of the day, that's, it, I guess that's I probably a, a problem. For Ubisoft's semi-realistic shooters... Yeah, but the division isn't semi-realistic at all. It's it's. What do you what do you mean? It's totally well, well, normal for it, the government to send semi. a shadow military in to act as judge, jury, and executioner without any rule of law and execute everyday American citizens without any recourse or trial. I was talking game mechanics. Like how like a puffy me. jacket just increases your bullet protection by five percent. Hey, dude! Puffy jackets are really hey, puffy. It's stylish, okay? It's, it was stylish. It's the block of the bullets with style. Okay. Right. Brief division sidebar. I, I I loved how everyone in the Destiny subreddit was like, "Oh, we didn't get an emote wheel, so to have mo several emotes at once, so we're gonna go play the division. It's the Destiny killer." And then like a month later. Everyone's like, wow, the division sucks. We're going to go play Destiny again. I'm like, come crawling back. You, yes. you want to talk about a game with a I falling really, player base? I mean, it's not I as really bad as Bloodborne. <laughs> Whoa, wait. Did you, oh, hold, tire Screech, did you just shit talk Bloodborne? I mean. Don't you. I no, mean. Don't you dare. Do not. Do not even. I mean. Don't you dare. Do it. There are more people playing Borderlands One right now than there is Bloodborne. If you if Steam numbers are anything to go by. Well, I mean that doesn't. We don't have what? I mean Bloodborne no, that, is only on one console. And no, it's, it's on PC. Also, no, it's Bloodborne is Blood, on PC. Not Bloodborne. I'm sorry. I'm talking Battleborn. What am I saying? What am I saying? 
I was like, oh, th there we go. Okay, this makes this makes me. There's so many blood. There's so many borns and bloods and battles. That's why I was getting. That's why I was getting so salty. I was like, motherfuckers. I was like, motherfucking Stan. Like, Bloodborne is the best Souls game. How dare you? And yes, Josh is right. Yeah. More people playing Call of Duty World at War, which was a great. Oh, it's a fine ass game. But there are more people playing Call of Duty World of War, which is like six years old, yeah. than playing Battleborn right that's now. That's a PC. That's, though. I mean, that yeah. that's a bummer. I, I I also sidebar. So recently, at I was at I I live in a certain city that had a certain pop convention that it recently had a panel of voice actors featuring people like Nolan North, Jennifer Hale, um, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he's Mario. Well, well, primarily oh, he's the uh, Waluigi voice. He's Martinson. Chris Martinson, that's his name. Is it? Uh, he's the Waluigi voice actor, but I guess he also does Mario. Oh. And there was someone from Gearbox, and who's not a professional, who's not like a voice actor, like he works at Gearbox, but I guess did Claptrap or something. Oh, okay. And just in the way he would talk, like, it just made me, I mean, not that I don't enjoy... Like, I liked Borderlands 2, I guess. But it's just... Y y think of the stereotypical, like, Gearbox dude. Yeah. He's that guy. And he was just like... Like, the, like Nolan North, they were talking about Nolan North as... Nolan North's... Um, that guy's busy. I mean, with, like, what? Well, yeah, like, with the stuff in Destiny, how he replaced Peter Dinklage. Yeah. And the Gearbox guy was like, yo, dude, you, like, you saved that game, man. You saved that. And Nolan North is like, eh, I mean, I was, like, cast to, like, re-record voices for, like, this other really prominent actor, and it's, like, a really shitty thing to say that I, like, saved this game because this other great actor, like, did these lines that got re-recorded? It's it, it, and just stuff like that was just like ah, you know what? Maybe yeah, that's yeah. why. Like, it's it's it, 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 you know what? The lines were not what they needed to be. I mean, that blame your voice director and exactly like other other people. Exactly yeah. like and it's just for someone to be like for him to like kind of openly criticize. I guess just like it just seemed like. I mean, this is really dumb and, like, personal, but, like, I just don't like the... There's, like, a tone within, like, how Gearbox talks about Borderlands, like, the sense of humor in Borderlands. It just doesn't really add up for me. And hearing this guy who works at Borderlands interact with these people who are, like, just the titans, like, literally Mario, literally every other voice actor you've... Literally every other male voice you've ever heard. Yeah. And Jennifer Hale, like, it's just... Ugh. It's like I, man. It's and then just looking at listening to him talk, and then listening to, and then listening to, or, and then seeing like just Battleborn, and just just the whole personality of that game. It's just like, ugh. like I kind of get why. I mean, even just that Overwatch is. I mean, that's the thing is like even if they say it's a very different game from Overwatch, advertisements don't really show that. And it also doesn't. It also probably hurts that Overwatch is the by far superior game. It's yeah. Oh, Overwatch. Can, can we talk more about how fun Overwatch is? No. Oh, I I, I, I invoked it. I invoked. It. We have talked about Overwatch. I will. I've I will stop about talking Overwatch about it. When it stops a being lot. a good game. 
I don't get me wrong. I love ten Overwatch. million people daily. Play that now. game. Hey, I like that. But goddamn, we can't keep talking about it every single fucking podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, sorry. Then, it's, why don't we so just wrap good. this podcast up? We're about at a good a good time to cut that off. Yeah, here. we're at 45 minutes. We can go play some Overwatch. By the way, I, I wanted to go ahead and cap this off by saying how many people are playing Battleborn right now at what's considered peak hour. 718 people. Whew. This game came Ooh, out one man. month ago today. That's Oof. a that's, that's a big bummer. month and a half. Month and a half. Seven hundred eighteen. That's the PC. I wish we version. had those numbers for Overwatch. It's t- it, um. It was topping ten million a day. Uh, the last time I checked Overwatch, which was like a week Holy ago, was shit. About 10, ten million, million a, day? a day. No, that has that has to be like the sales, right? No, across the world, actively ten million a day. Fuck, that's a lot of people. Does that really surprise you, though? No, but <laughs> damn. I mean, no, but yes. I mean, it's Blizzard, man. They, if there's a there's a company that can activate a player base that isn't fucking just paying a dollar. Two bucks. Two bucks for a loot crate. Or a loot box. Click, click, hey. Click a click hey a, a gem. Click click a click a click a treasure chest. I don't know. Fucking, I don't know how Clash works, but it's Blizzard. Oh, hey. I mean. I'm so glad that that 40 bucks I played for Overwatch is, you know, just I've made my money back hand over fist because I think I've dumped 80 hours into that game already. It's so good. It's just that so game damn is good. real damn good. Do you know what else is a good game? Bloodborne. Don't ever sh- accidentally shit talk. You know, I, 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 apo- I apologize. I, I liked Bloodborne. You. Okay, I did. That that is a fun game. You liked it? No, I I like it. Uh, Bloodborne's okay. Anyway, Bloodborne is the best Souls up. game. I let's said it. let's shut this shit down so we can go play. I hope you're being serious because I could use a little Overwatch in my life. Yeah, yeah, Me too. I need to get another fine Pilsner beer, but uh, I'm down to play some Overwatch. Um, Josh, where can people find us? You can find us right here on YouTube.com. Just subscribe to us here. You can go to Facebook.com, look up Unscripted Gaming, like us there. You can go to Twitter and look at us at Unscript underscore gaming. A um, couple things, too, here really quick. Soon we are going to have a SoundCloud page, and we're going to try and get on this. I, I, I am so holding myself right now responsible that I will try to get the SoundCloud thing going by July. Yes, so very soon you'll be able to take us with you in your pocket ah. anywhere you go. I mean, you already can. Also, <clears throat> if you like the things that we say, Mike and I have both done some writing recently and plan to try and do a little bit more to uh, expand thoughts, write about things that we don't have enough time to talk about here. Uh, so if you look up metroidman1352.tumblr.com or mook, M-O-O-K, junes, J-O-O-N-E-S, .tumblr.com, you can find our writing there, and Stan's also going to put that in the show notes, and we'll put it on our Facebook and our Twitter. As and well. I, I would really recommend checking out Josh's. He, as he is, you know, as it is known, he is expecting a child in the next couple months here, I, and yes, he I'm wrote have a baby Metroid. And he wrote a great piece about, you know, potentially sharing those things, sharing games with his kids, and I thought that was something uh, that was a really. He had some great thoughts, and I think it's definitely worth checking out if you got a few moments. Thank you. And That's what I'm here for, Doc. Why Overwatch is awesome. You know what? Sometimes you just can't masticate it about it enough, and it really puts it into 
a lot more coherent than we get here because sometimes we go back and forth. We don't really get. We spend too much time talking down. about why Chow Garden should come back and Sonic. That yeah, ne never mind. So if you want to hear Mike, see, well, read Mike talking about Overwatch without the Chow Garden interruption. <laughs> check out this article. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But this has been Unscripted Gaming. I'm Josh. I'm Mike. I'm Stan. Peace.